Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. It might be an off day for the Padres today, but our host Mike Janela is here and ready to talk some baseball. Let's gather up the gang. Let's get all the pieces in place. And that's where the excitement comes and the results come. Also in studio is someone who's no stranger to being in studio here. It's Bill Center. Bill Center, who's furniture by this point here right. is here so often. And rounding out the crew, it's Derek. Tonga! Klaus Togerson. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Derek Togerson. Was that your nickname in college, Derek? Derek Togerson? No. Although I love one of my been. favorite movies of all time, Animal House. Uh, no, Togi. Was it? Togi. Yeah. Togi? Sounds like a sandwich. And it was uh, to actually shortened from Togi Berra because I said a lot of really dumb stuff. Yogi Berra never said dumb stuff. It was unique stuff. It was, it was I guess brilliant, maybe be brilliant beyond it. the masses could comprehend. You like Animal House, Bill? I wouldn't peg you as an Animal House. Really? Absolutely. Wow, that surprises me. Remember when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Yeah. I, love, I love Animal House. I mean, I, I'm a huge Animal House fan. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's one of those movies that if you don't like it, something's right. wrong with you. Yes. It is, it is if classic, you don't like yeah. it, I don't like you. Ah, so good. I um, would have changed my answer to no then, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we finally agree on something. <laughs> Welcome to Padres Social Hour here, an off-day edition. But that doesn't mean that you can stop from joining in on the conversation. Make sure to use hashtag PadresSH as always and jump in on the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. A lot going on uh, right now. There's actually the announcement is just concluded here at Petco Park. The official Major League Baseball All-Star Game spokespeople have been named and it's Trevor Hoffman, Dave Winfield. They're meeting fans right now outside the stadium. Pretty, two pretty good choices, right? Can't be any surprise. I mean, I would have been surprised if it would have been anybody else. Well, that was the funny thing. So the Padres yesterday on the official account tweeted out these two silhouettes. It was Trevor mid wind up and uh, or mid stretch, I guess, mid delivery, and uh, Dave Winfield at the plate. Hey, hey fans, guess who it's going to be? And everyone go, a way to give it away, guys. Like way to ruin the surprise. Like. Come on, it's not the nuclear codes we were hiding here. Those it's are two pretty unique stances that, exactly. and, and deliveries you have. I was hoping for Nevin and Klesko, personally. But I mean we got we got some two pretty decent guys. As we said Nevin on the show. And <laughs> <laughs> As we said on the show yesterday, at least it's not Blooper and me. That would have been really devastating <laughs> to the fan base. Right, that would that would have really stirred <laughs> the pot. No, the great thing though, they are out there right now uh, meeting and greeting with fans, but they swung by here earlier today. So we have an interview. We sat down with both Trevor and Dave uh, for a good like 10-12 minutes. It was awesome talking to them. You get that much accomplishment on the couch and you keep them for as long as you can. I had a great time talking to them. So we have that coming up later for you. It's going to be awesome. I'm uh, going to talk a lot of all-star stuff today, I think, because there's no game to preview. And the game to review from yesterday eh, wasn't that much uh, fun to look at either. It's, it's frustrating. The night before, the pitching's great, and they can't score. The next day, they score, and the pitching is even worse. It's, well, it has a lot to do with the pitchers involved and, and yes. the conditions. Yesterday, the conditions at AT&T Park were really conducive for hitting. I mean, I thought uh, the ball travels better in a day up there, and, and I just thought it was really a good day to grab a bat. Yeah, and Andrew Castor didn't help himself very often, and I, he's coming off a really good start. I don't, it's, it's infuriating almost, the lack of consistency with that guy because he'll get out, and he, you look at his stuff, and it is ace, top of the rotation, you know, Tom Seaver kind of stuff, and he, does, he doesn't locate. He flattens out his fastball. He tries to throw too hard. He throws wrong mix, pit, pit, pitch mixes. I can't put my finger on what's wrong with this guy. 
Very interesting minute in that game yesterday. Two outs in the bottom in, in the bottom of the third. Yep. Uh, Andy Green comes out and he gets Kashner, pulls Kashner from the game. Now Kashner has to get one out, and the next hitter is a right-handed hitting pitcher, and he brings in a left-hander to pitch to the right-handed. Who had just joined the club. Right, who had just joined the club. And to me, that might have been a telling moment as to whether he was upset with Kashner or if he had thought he had run out of gas. I have this year as a question to ask you guys. So clairvoyant Bill, I guess, is mm-hmm. back. because. So here's the situation. So the Padres take the lead in that top half. Right. You're thinking, all right, that 3 nothing deficit, they erase it. This is the day they're going to you know, circle the wagons and Kashner's going to come out, shut down the inning, and smooth sailing from there. Gives up the triple, the double, two walks, only 89 pitches at that point. Right. And then you mentioned well, you're, you're in the third inning. Right. That's a lot in the third <laughs> inning. Right. For sure. <laughs> right. But if you're still going to maybe get him to his regular 100, at least get out of the inning. Right. I think that was definitely a message from I, Andy. I, I think for sure. We haven't heard yet, but I was very interested to see if he'd say something after the game about why he – just the whole scenario, I think I agree with you. I think there was some type of a message sent there because why would you bring in a left-hander to pitch to a right-hander? Well, why wouldn't you let your starter get the pitcher out? Well, you know, the that, only that's thing, the bigger issue. Right, the, Definitely. The only thing I can think is that Kashner said, I, I'm not right or something like that. But if he didn't, then there, then there definitely was a message. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure if it's a – we've seen Andrew get – when things start to go downhill, a couple of unearned runs, right. he starts to unravel maybe upstairs. And I'm not sure if maybe Andy saw that starting to happen already, and he's like, hey, listen, Be we're cutting. preemptive. He saw the body language. He saw a cue. He saw something that maybe we didn't see, and he's like, I'm stopping this now. I don't care who's coming up next. we got to get this guy right before he starts to really go over the cliff. But to go out there and grab – a right-hander against a right-hander to bring in a left-hander against a right-hander, it, to me, is very significant. Yeah, and it was six runs he gave up, uh, three of them earned, and right. same story from last year. And you wonder, does that creep into his head? Oh, this is all over again. And I wonder, we don't, we're not in the dugout, we don't know, maybe Andy Green sees something. When Kashner starts doing this, it means he's checked out mentally or unraveling, right. like you say, Derek. Maybe there's something yeah. there that was – and tip. also, well, well he's only 30. Go ahead, Bill. Right. He's had trouble getting out of innings. Right. And that, was, that was his scenario last year. There'd be an error, yes. There'd be a walk, yes. But then he had trouble getting the final outs of innings. And that was, more than anything else last year, that was his downfall. Not getting out one, out two. It was getting the third out of an inning. And throwing those, those 90 pitches. You're throwing, if you throw 90 pitches over six or seven innings, right. that's much different than throwing 90 pitches over three innings. Because you're going 30 pitches, 30 pitches, 30 pitches. That taxes the body like crazy. Big workload, for sure. Uh, tweets coming in. Friar Fever asking, uh, Derek, if you did not get the memo on what shirt to wear for matching shirt day, Bill and I's shirts aren't matching that much. No, Mine no. Mine is a plain blue check, and yours has like three colors. And you rolled colors. up the sleeves. Right, because I'm right. here to get down to business, roll right. up the sleeves. Yeah. Well, uh, do the dishes and everything else. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the natural contrarian. All right. So De- I say, you guys are going to wear that stuff. I'm going to like going jeans, T-shirt. Derek also did not get the memo about shaving, but that's intentional. I'm not shaving until the Padres win again. Right, so you're going yeah. playoff beard essentially until the Padres Well, I can't do it for the Ducks yet. or Kings now. So yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been a tough uh, – yesterday was For the goals, though, we can do it for the goals. Right, the goals play again tonight. That's I'll be watching the goals and not the NFL draft, by the way, because ho- this is a hockey town. Yeah, all right. Uh, I was going to ask you a little later in the show, but I guess real quick, who are the Chargers picking? Because Bill and I could not care less, really, about the NFL no. right now. 
But it, well, you, if, if you follow it. Real, real quick, if, if, if I'm Tom Telesco, I take DeForest Buckner out of Oregon because you have a huge deficiency on the line. He's one of the top prospects in there. Ability to pop, separate, and pursue the not the ball carrier or the quarterback. You put him next to Brandon Meebane, and then on the other side of Corey Legit, he immediately plug-and-play guy. He fills a hole. You know, he, you, you got to get a pass rush out of that. you got to get run support out of that. He, he, he's almost too clean not to take at this point, and that's only if they don't trade the pick, of course, which they could still do. And that will conclude our NFL draft talk. <laughs> you just see me, where my brain's been lately. I'm, yeah. a, see, I'm a huge fan of, and this is so blurred now in 2016, I love sports in their seasons. When September comes, then I'm ready for football. When pitchers and catchers report, then I'm ready for baseball. Now, I mean, Mel Kuyper on ESPN has had 37 mock drafts that have gone back to last December. I just, I, it, This is baseball season to me, and the right, amount yeah. of attention that the NFL gets across the country. I, I like back in the old days where you could have – it was a season for right. each sport. But if it wasn't 7-15, and 15, it probably wouldn't have as much emphasis on the draft tonight. Uh, you know, I, the NFL to me is a very interesting question all the way around because, one, I think, yes, it's, it's a, the biggest sport, yes, but they have got so many problems and with the, with the head issues, the concussion mm -hmm. issues, and now you're starting to see players retire early because of the concussion issues. I think the future of the NFL is very interesting. Yeah, uh, we're not going to get into that because right. this isn't a three-hour right. show to right. unpack all of right. that, but it certainly is. Um, I also, speaking while we're talking about fashion and our looks and everything, Bill, I noticed your, your glasses today because last time you were <laughs> here on Sunday, uh, you and Blooper were up in the press box, and you guys had the same exact glasses Those on. are my reading glasses. And Blooper was so excited that he sent a tweet out yeah. it saying, we look so good, hashtag best friends. Why, why don't you wear your matching glasses on the and, show? And Bill ran because away from I that. Because so I good. wouldn't be able to see you if I was oh. wearing my reading glasses we look on so the good. show. Is that a bad thing if you couldn't see Blooper? Actually, that's not right? a bad thing. <laughs> and notice we have a special Blooper cam today because he's not running this. It, blooper right, blooper yeah. is not Someone's in his regular seat. Right, Blooper's not in his regular seat. Somebody else competent. Cole's learning how to do it. Yeah, competent we have, we have, has uh, taken the big over. Chiefs. We have Sconson in right. uh, Blooper's right. seat because uh, Blooper, in case, you know, we work Blooper hard. He's done a lot of new stuff right. this year. Mm -hmm. He's going to need a day off at some point. And, you know, we need someone running that board. So Kyle, Kyle Ripken eventually had to take a day off. So Wally like, Pip. Yeah. Wally Pip. Yeah, this could be a Lou Gehrig, Wally right. Pip situation. I, well, went, I went Kyle Ripken instead. Yeah, I, I'm going Wally <laughs> Pip. Well, uh, I guess we'll see how it plays out. Only time will tell. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have that interview that I had earlier with Trevor Hoffman and Dave Winfield. Talked about what they're going to be doing exactly as spokespeople, uh, their all-star game memories, where they see the state of the game right now, why San Diego is going to be an amazing all-star host city. That's all coming up, so uh, don't go anywhere because that's after the break. But before we get to that, a reminder that when the Padres do get back home, the next Padres baseball night in San Diego giveaway is happening. It's a brown and yellow Padres hoodie presented by Toyota. All fans in attendance on Saturday, May 7th, for the game against the Mets will receive one. A variety of sizes will be available. Tickets are limited. Get yours today at Padres.com. Trevor Hoffman, Dave Winfield, right after this on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. And joining me now on the couch, this is awesome. We've got one man already in the Baseball Hall of Fame, one man who will be, who I think already should be. 19 combined All-Star games, 40 combined Major League Baseball seasons, two Padres retired numbers, Trevor Hoffman, Dave Winfield. What's up, guys? Thanks for coming. 
<laughs> Thanks for doing all the heavy lifting right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, this is heavy lifting. This is both of you. Uh, I'm just the guy here with the microphone, and you guys uh, taking the time after all you did. Looking good, too. You guys are wearing the, the workout jerseys for the All-Star game this year and the Browns. Dave, you got to play in those colors. Trevor, you, you never did, but you guys are both sporting it pretty nicely. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had many colors. but We started with all yellow, then we went to brown and yellow and orange and but this is a good it's a good color it's uh separates ourselves from a lot of other organizations and teams and it's good yeah i think it's going to represent San Diego well in the all-star game for sure guys going to enjoy wearing this it's going to look good it's going to look great and that's why you guys are here because you have been announced as the official major league baseball all-star game spokesman for 20, 2016 as the game is here at petco park when you guys played in the All-Star game, it wasn't like what it is now. It's a whole week, you fan fest, there's yoga, there's the home run derby, a 5K, uh, there's all this stuff going on. So as spokesmen, what is it that you guys are going to be doing between now and July? We're probably going to be doing a lot we just did, letting people know what's going on and yes. uh, let them know how excited San Diego is. And a lot of people have done some great things getting it prepared for, but this is a great opportunity to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll be moving around town. You know, there'll be the fan fest, there'll be uh, – community projects there'll be um, just a number of things there'll be a softball game the futures game so just about any venue in and around san diego is going to be active it's going to be a busy week a lot of people coming to town this is i think maybe the one of the best sites that you could have an all-star game because the weather's good everything is close you can walk to it you got the water. You yeah, got you, you get in July in some other places, and it's a little steamy. And yeah. so people are going to really love the fact that they're going to get some good weather here in San Diego. Oh, well, yeah. talk about that. We get a lot of people that are Padres fans, so they get it, but maybe they watch in different parts of the country or people who may see this just because it's you two guys that have never been to San Diego. What can they expect from this place as a host city? You know, really just that, just great weather. Getting out and being able to you know, embark into the city and see the different venues and the events that will go on. Um, in a way that they can do it at their own leisure. It's not a rushed pace. It's not hop in a car and have to get everywhere. To have everything downtown and uh, to be able to see the gr many great sites can be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then I think if you start just with Petco Park, it, although the ballpark is what now, probably 14, a tw 14 years, years old, but it's, it doesn't look like it looks new. People will come here and say, wow, it's open. It's got good vistas. It's, it's immaculately kept. You know, the food choices are good. And something new every year, it seems like, that they do to almost renovate it without totally changing it, but well, adding new stuff. I think that's that's a, a neat way of putting it because it's become a taste of San Diego. Some of the great eateries in San Diego, whether it's Seaside Market or uh, Hodad's, things like that, you're going to get an opportunity to get a fair, you know, get an opportunity to taste the fair. That's going on in San Diego that most locals will get a chance to eat. Exactly. Uh, you guys played in plenty of all-star games in your day. Uh, Trevor, some of them more into the modern era, but could you guys have pictured when you were in your all-star heydays that it would become this kind of week-long, basically a baseball festival Carnival, awesome, just seven days of can, fun. Can, can I give you? I'll give you a pr quick perspective because my first All Star game was in 1977. It was in New York City. Think about it. There was no open practice. You just went there. There was a commissioner's luncheon. You got a painting of yourself the first year that you made that, it. That's nice. And uh, but the practice wasn't open. You know, the the media would come and see you. So there was no fan festival. You know, I, I just have to put it on record. You know where it started. <laughs> Right here, right in, here in 78. 1978. Okay. And so the, the Fan Fest, Home Run Derby, things of that nature, it's just evolved. It's a, it's a big business, but it's a big, fun festival. It's the jewel event of baseball during the course of the year. And I'm excited to be able to see some of those things that are going on 
uh, before the game happens? Because I know that, you know, when, when it happens now, guys will roll out Sunday to try and get to the city that they're going to. And then it's all wrapped up in 48 hours. I mean, it's such a uh, whirlwind that being able to be on the ground and see the, the festivities for the week in front of it uh, and how big it's gotten and what it's all about is going to be great. Oh, yeah. I got to say, Futures game, there's a red carpet uh, – uh, yeah, the welcoming red carpet as the yeah. players arrive. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's I mean, really so there's great. all kinds of things. It highlights the players. It, it focuses on the city. The team gets to show what it's all about, you know, the Padres and the colors. So San Diego is going to do very well because they have all the assets in place. Right. You mentioned the 78 game, which was here. And, Trevor, you never got to play a home all-star game. But now you're both kind of, hey, welcome to my house. This is <laughs> We're hosting you. Exactly. How cool was it as a player and how cool will it be as sort of a city ambassador to be able to – quote-unquote, host this thing? It, it's, it's a fantastic thing. If you're fortunate enough to play an all-star game in your hometown, and I was back in 78, I mean, the fans, you know, everybody gets their cheers. You know, the other team, you know, the Yankees. <laughs> not, yeah, cheers, not cheers yeah, like you, Cincinnati though. Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but, but the home team, they're going to cheer for you. They'll, so hopefully there will be a few of the Padre players on that team but they'll get the loudest ovation. I think you saw the highlight of Dave being introduced, and yep. he's like, all right, you know, you get an opportunity to, to be received from your hometown crowd. Um, it's something uh, special. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go I see a picture. Goose tried to throw some <laughs> cheese in there. You can't slip that cheese past the mouse. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah that's no, we awesome. had a good time. You guys look at the game now. You've been removed from it a couple years as players, but the talent level – Game-wide, I think you're seeing a lot of new faces, a new generation. What do you guys think in terms of the game? Is it in good hands right now? How would you look at the current crop of talent that will be playing on the field when you guys are out here hosting? Well, I think that's the, the, the exciting part is it's a young man's game, and uh, it's ever-evolving. Um, certainly the stars of the game are, are the stars of, of years past. They great talent, and it's going to be on display in, in Petco Park in, in the middle of summer. So I, I do think it's in good hands. Um, and I'm excited to see these guys play. Yeah, you know, I mean, you'll hear more now about uh, the technical aspects and analytics and data and all that. It can be used to a large extent. It's evolved, but you still have to, you know, find guys who love to play the game. Look for those guys with five tools. Look for players, as Trevor and I were talking. It's not the guys that just throw the, can throw the ball yep. through a brick wall, but who know how to. Yep. You know, chain speeds, hit corners. Those put the are ball where you want it to put. Yeah, because otherwise, I have to say, a guy like Trevor in his middle years or later years, or Tom Glavin or uh, Maddox, you know, otherwise they wouldn't. People wouldn't have sought them out. But so it's not always about just power pitching. It's about finesse as well. Yeah, because 99, if you can't spot it, you'd be able to turn on that no problem. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to be able to. <laughs> you, just, you just saw him turn around. <laughs> yeah. right I, there, I so. feel like today you might still be able to in the cage get some good swings. Lay one down. And, uh, you know? yeah. Hey, get on base, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. it takes. Now, you guys never faced each other in the bigs, right? You overlapped for a couple seasons, but I don't think you ever faced each other. No. Yeah, interleague wasn't going yet. All right. Uh -huh. how, would you have, how would you have pitched Dave? <laughs> Tell the catcher stand up. <laughs> 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 the next guy. Nah, he he he'd throw that changeup on a three-two, and I'd probably spin it. <laughs> oh man, come on, throw the ball hard. You I'll know. tell you what, the guys that I did get a chance to play with that played with Winnie's talked about uh, what a tremendous leader was uh, and what a great teammate he was in, in the clubhouse and holding people accountable not only with his work ethic, but just to how to play the game. And you talk a little bit about you know what the state of the game is now and. We're starting to hear a little bit about how to play the game with a little more excitement. And I think that's that's fine and dandy, but there's also a way to respect the game and respect the opponent you play, and uh, that's something he epitomized. Well, and the people say the same thing about Trevor. You know, they, the guys that may come over here and their work ethic may not be up to par, all they have to do is watch a veteran who's been there and done that, 
and then you just glean some of that information and oh, okay okay I should eat better oh okay I should work out a little harder all those things come into play because your career no matter how long is short yeah so you got to take care of yourself and you guys have been doing a lot Trevor I mean I saw you down in Peoria in spring training working with the guys Dave you were on that trip to Cuba right mm -hmm. so absolutely I mean being involved in the game how important is that for you guys even though you're obviously removed from your playing careers, but being able to impart what wisdom you can, however you can. I, I'm gonna. I have to do the answer this by asking a question, Trevor. You, you eased what your way into the game. Once you retired, did you immediately come and work for the Padres? I took a couple of years off. Sometimes you have to back off for a minute. I did, and it's a good question, and partly because the machine will keep moving without you, and so. I was fortunate to have the opportunity to come back and work for the Padres. And so it kind of um, eased my way back into the game in, in a sense by having a special assistant role and seeing how the front office worked. But uh, uh, so much, if you do have, uh, leave the game for any length of time, sometimes you won't get that opportunity to get back in there. And so uh, I was lucky to be able to do that. I, I enjoy the game. I love the game. I love being around the kids. I love being around uh, situations where I can talk about what was successful for me and uh, maybe impart some wisdom somewhere where someone might be able to utilize it. Yeah, and that's what I did. I started in, in television, actually. I w was with Fox. Can I say I, that? You know, I, I, started can I can tell you're asking such great questions yourself. It's like you're coming from my chair. Oh, no, I don't, no, I'll let you do that. But, but, yeah, so I did that for a few years, and I stayed in touch with the game, stayed close, and then a few years later I got a chance to see what the Padres were doing. They said, look, you just look on the inside, how, how we do things, how we go about our business. And uh, that that pulled me back in. Ultimately, I was here for 12 years, yeah. you know, advisor yeah. to the ownership and all of that. So I know this place very, very well. And I'm glad they asked me back because, like you say, sometimes you're out of the game. You have to get back in sometimes. No, in. I mean, I couldn't think of two better spokesmen <laughs> to take over for this role. Real I can't either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Glad they we picked you guys. Randy's yeah. excited. Yeah. 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 Randy will be busy, I'm sure. Uh, real quick, is there one event or one part of the week you guys are most looking forward to? You know what? I think the futures game for me. I just think that you talk about the youth in the game and you see what might be coming. Uh, there's an unbridled excitement towards the game. They don't really understand how big of a situation that really is. And so to be able to see the young kids just compete and have fun out there, I'm looking forward to the Futures game. I think for the, for the visual part, people will enjoy the Home Run Derby. Sure. But I think, you know, if they go to Fan Fest, they're going to be able to meet a lot of the current uh, former players and, you know, face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. you know, some free autographs from people and, I think they'll enjoy that because it's inter very interactive. It's yeah. very unique. That's well, going to be a whole fun week. Uh, I'm trying to get into the celebrity softball game, even though I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> so if you guys know anyone can pull some strings, you let me know, all right? <laughs> Will do. All right. Trevor Hoffman and Dave Winfield, thank you guys. This was awesome, and congratulations on being named as well. Thanks right, so much. We're job. back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. I'm sorry you guys couldn't be here for that chat. It was before yeah, they went out there. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and I wanted them all to myself. Well, even though if they were here and, and you were here, there's only two seats on the couch. And I think... You know, Winfield and Hoffman have some rank to pull. Winfield's big enough. Us. We could each sit on his knee. Right. I mean, that's, he's, that's he's possible. A, he's a big well. dude. <laughs> he, I mean, just I'd never met uh, Dave Winfield before. Trevor I met in spring training, as I mentioned, because uh, he's down there in Peoria all the time. But, uh, I mean, Winfield, he still looks athletic, you know, magisterial. He just carries himself yeah. like like a Hall of Famer, and he is. Straight from, the, uh, straight from college to the major league lineup. 
Yeah, incredible. And, yeah, he you know, he moves like an athlete. There's right. some people who just they look athletic when they move. He just moves like an athlete. And, well, and and as a baseball player, he had, I mean, his speed was that he could just eat up so much ground with each stride. It was really it was fun to see him run. Oh, and what was crazy was he was able to get going so fast right. being that tall because that's why so many stri uh, sprinters are shorter guys because right. it takes them so long to generate that that hit yeah. power to get going. That's why you say Bolt is such a freak. Yeah, he's, he's, a that tall, he's just an outlier. And he's right. able to get to that speed so fast. He was able to do – Winfield was able to do that and get to that top speed so quickly. He, pr he probably could have been an Olympic sprinter for all we know. That's the funny thing now. You see so many guys nowadays and women too – uh, you can learn a little bit more about what you're capable of. Whereas back in Dave's day, you really only had the three options. You could play baseball, football, basketball. That was pretty much it. So you'd stick on one track and go with it. But, yeah, he might have been – he probably could have played rugby. He could have been a, an Olympic rower. Right. Uh, Lacrosse, yeah, anything yeah. like that. I mean, he could have definitely Great had a million athlete. options. Uh, any fun stories from your time covering him here, Bill? Uh, my all-time favorite Winfield story is a classic – uh, and it doesn't really involve Dave because Jerry Coleman one time is calling a Padre game and this line drive to right, and he says, Winfield's going back. He's against the wall. He leaps. His head's against the wall, and it's rolling back towards second base. <laughs> <laughs> and I need just uh, the carnage. <laughs> it was one of the greatest calls. You know, we used to call him Colemanisms because every once in a while he would have one of those, and uh, that was one of the, that. That made the uh, all-time hit list. Oh, uh, did he did he recognize it at any point and go back to it, or just leave it hanging uh, and go on with the rest Jerry of the game? Jerry would just sort of leave it hanging and go along, <laughs> and 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 Ted would That's very great. nicely just pick it up and and. But uh, there's there's a whole list of them out there of uh, of the great Colemanisms, which uh, God bless his soul. Jerry didn't really like to uh, remember a lot of them, but uh, some of them were just classics. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, Trevor, no one to sneeze at either. Obviously, uh, still very much involved. But I mean, Derek, he's from what you remember from him. Uh, obviously, a guy that I mentioned in the interview. Didn't get into the Hall of Fame this year, but only a matter of time. Right. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think my, my he's favorite, a guy people forget how great he was, too. Oh, and my favorite Trevor Hoffman memory was not even watching him on the field so much. It was when Mariano Rivera was doing his tour. I got to be back in a room here at Petco Park when Rivera was doing some other stuff, meeting some people. And there was a moment with Trevor and Mariano together. And they were talking. You see the mutual respect right. that they had for one another. And just seeing those two guys off in a corner shaking hands and talking with nobody else around him and the candidness of that – well, that really struck me of this is greatness well, that's sitting in front of us right here. You know, the one thing about Trevor that always stood out to me, and uh, when he would make a save, no matter how good it was, that generally he wouldn't be around immediately after the game. On those occasions when he blew a save and the media came in, he was right there at his locker to explain 2007 at Coors Field. Right. Yeah, I mean, he almost stood right there and took everywhere. I mean, every time he had a blown save, and there weren't that many. I mean, he he saved uh, ninety percent of all his chances. When he had a blown save, he would be there at his locker waiting for everybody, which always, to me, showed an awful lot of the man. Yeah, accountability and right. something there, right. the, a maturity. Uh, I like your point, Derek, because you you see two guys like that, even two guys like that were here with Dave and Trevor even more acutely with a Mariano and a Trevor where they're the same position. Right. Those guys, they, the things they think about, the stories they can tell to each other are things that no one else on the world really can share. 
right. mean, they talk about before we had the interview, the two of them were talking about just their playing days and stuff like that. And it's that kind of inner circle thought that, you know, I'm jealous I'll never get to experience because that's very rare air to have guys up there chatting like that together. You know, Dave Winfield is interesting because his home run totals, I mean, they're impressive, but they're not huge because he hit line drives. He didn't have the loft on the ball that a lot of hitters have, but, I mean, he was so on pitches that he would hit them square. He hit he hit more line hard line drives than anybody that I've seen in a Padre uniform, not necessarily home runs, which, I mean, that's distance, and that's di but he would hit more hard shots to the to the uh, alleys than anybody I've seen as a Padre. Yeah, 3,000 hits. I mean, how many guys are three in the 3,000-hit right. club and the 500-home run club? Right. That, that's exclusive of the exclusiveness, exclusivity. It's, you know what I'm talking about. But he would just hit rockets. Yeah, he was – actually, yeah. I don't think he got into the 500-home run club. Let me look it up here. Uh, yeah, 465. Right. 465. So, so oh, short. my right. bad. To Bill's point, no. though, no. when a guy is 6'6 and he plays 22 years, you assume, oh, he's going to be right. in that club. He hits so many of them, you just kind of right. go, oh, okay, yeah, but, he must be there, right? But the balls he hit were rockets, yeah. and they were not not necessarily have the loft of a home run So hitter. if we had the fences at Petco Park lowered today, he'd be in the 500 home right, run club. Right, right. There that, you go. Yeah, that was the issue. <laughs> just bad parks that he played exactly. in, I guess, yeah, back in the day. Um, no, so that was awesome. Uh, we talked about, too, how he played in the one All-Star game that was here in 78. Right. Uh, Trevor never got a hometown All-Star game, but – uh, I mean, Derek, you and I weren't here yet, obviously, but Bill, we're tapping into your memory bank here. Previous All-Star games in San Diego, what were well, they like? Well, the 78 one was pretty revolutionary. 78 was huge because that was the first time that they opened the practices, and it was the Padres, and Winfield was actually involved in that decision, that he had, uh, he had his Winfield Foundation, and he wanted to bring a lot of kids he had played in 77 at Yankee Stadium, and the Padres had gone back there to see what it was. Practices had never been open. Winfield wanted to bring a lot of his kids, foundation kids, to see practice. Well, it was not, was not going to happen. And Ray Kroc talked to Major League Baseball, and the Major League Baseball agreed to open the practices on Monday up to the fans. They had this huge thing. It was amazing the number of people that, turned out at that time it was all free now you look at it and it's a major day as part of the celebration major day it's a whole week now right yeah. right it's a fan I mean, fest, there's a yoga thing there's a 5k going right on. but now yeah. you've got the home run derby there was no home run derby right. that uh, that they did they did watch everybody i mean the fans were allowed to watch batting practice they took infield practice back then it was it was an amazing day for the fans and players uh, actually agreed to sign autographs, and at, at uh, San Diego Stadium at that time, they had lines of kids coming down various aisles as players signed autographs. Yeah, and to what it's become now. Right. Yeah. An amazing journey. Uh, we're going to talk about this year's All-Star Game when we come back, uh, see which Padres may find a way onto the team. We'll argue about who has maybe the, the most accessible path to maybe earning a start here in the 2016 Petco Park All-Star Game. So that's coming up in just a little bit. But another reminder for you that Domingo's Padres, presented by T-Mobile, returns this season. The first one on Sunday, May 8th, before the game against the Mets at 140. A lot going on that weekend series. Come on down. It's a popular tradition from the late 90s, family-friendly celebration of Hispanic culture, including food and drinks, entertainment, and themed activities. Tickets at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. More Padres Social Hour coming back on this off day right after this. 
before every game. Get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to the AMR studio. It's an off day for the Padres. They needed all that time to get from San Francisco to L.A. playing a game tomorrow. So uh, we're, we're holding it down here as the guys make that arduous journey on covered wagon. Well, I was actually I was actually wondering if some of the Padres would have come home, you know, like last night and then driven up on uh, on Friday. We talked to uh, Jesse Agler skyped in from San Francisco yesterday. New dad, five week old right. baby. We asked him, what are you doing? And yeah, after the flight landed yesterday, he was getting in a car from L.A., driving down here, spending the night today, tonight right. with his wife and baby driving back up to L.A. tomorrow. I don't know about the players, but it's it's doable. Right. Well, I would I imagine get, a lot of them did that. Yeah, I don't get the whole MLB scheduling thing, and I don't think I ever will. Okay, you can go from San Diego to Philadelphia with no day's rest, but you have to take an extra day to get from San Francisco to L.A. It, I, I, it just it winds up as it winds up. There is no rhyme or reason ever. I do no. give the schedule guys some credit, though, because right. that's a hard job. Right. I mean, 30 teams, 162 Well, games, now it's done a by a computer. It used to be done by a, one couple that used to work in their Can you, you know, imagine that job? On, oh their, my on their kitchen table doing the schedule. For <laughs> Insane. All right, clear the dishes. It's time to right. schedule everybody for the entire season. Uh, the one bad thing about these off-day uh, shows that we do is that a lot of people don't realize we're on because there's no game following us. So we haven't gotten literally any tweets uh, or to talk about. So if any of you are watching, say hello. Use hashtag PadresSH and jump in on the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. But, hey, guys, that means we're left to our own devices. So That's dangerous. The inmates Fire away. The asylum. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to talk to you about – it's an all-star kind of feel today, the Dave Winfield and Trevor Hoffman announcement. They were on the show earlier. Let's talk about this year's all-star game and who may be representing the Padres out there on the field. Uh, everyone in Major League Baseball gets their one representative. Do you think – first question I'll ask you guys, will the Padres get more than that? They might get two. And I would see that Matt Kemp would be a sentimental uh, pick. That, and if he has a good May, which generally he hasn't <laughs> okay. had good Mays, but if he has a good May and it carries over into June and, he, and his numbers are good, yes. But I think my – I really think when you look at the position, the talent and everything, that, uh, that Will Myers probably has the best chance of, of making this team. And this is a topic that, because it is, I think, one that can get a little bit contentious, we're putting you guys, by the way, on the Cholula hot seat. So ooh, no ooh. no extra did pressure. I, did, I jump, did I jump the spot? Uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. But it's okay. going to be a little bit warmer on well, Derek, Well, I think Cholula's making it warmer because I got in there before their spot <laughs> showed up. Uh, you, you have some pull around here. You've done This is your third season on the show. I think you'll be fine. You'll survive it. But, uh, Derek, what do you think? I think you had to look at relief pitchers. I think Fernando Rodney, they can get him on the field more often to get some save chances. His stuff looks electric. And if you're talking about somebody who's going to have a chance to possibly host playoff games or host the World Series, which they still can't get in the conversation of whether or not that's a good idea, they want a lot of good, solid relief pitchers on the roster. So Rodney is a guy. I just don't see – I don't see Kemp getting in because there's too much talent in the outfield. I certainly don't see – while Myers would deserve it, I think we can all agree no one's getting voted in right. for the Padres because he might make it on the on the team as a utility kind of guy, 
but you're not going to get him on there over Adrian Gonzalez. You're not going to get him over Ryan Howard, who's all of a sudden having a real good year. You know, there are too many well-known name so guys. Who, I think who's there, gonna, there are some spots where, ironically, I think some guys who maybe are not as deserving as Will or Matt Kemp or even Melvin Upton is playing great that may sneak in. And I'm looking at the ballot right now. There are some loaded positions. So first base, yeah, you've got even those guys you mentioned. You have Goldschmidt. You have Rizzo. Except right. you can use Myers as a first baseman outfielder. Or an outfielder that's as well. That's right. a utility guy. Right. Yeah, you can move him around, especially if it does go into extra innings. Think, that's where I think he fits is yeah. a guy that can play yeah. more than one position. Being named, yeah. For the starters, I think, I mean, Bryce Harper and McCutcheon, you can probably write in pen for the starters because right. they are the most marketable and the biggest names. Matt Kemp's a pretty big brand name. I think if enough – Padres fans and enough national people who remember him from some of his MVP-type seasons think, hey, he's in San Diego. He's a Padre. Why don't we vote is him Is Giancarlo in? Stanton alive? Well, that's the issue is that you have <laughs> a guy like him. But even a guy like him, I mean, the Marlins aren't really in the national spotlight. The Padres, the way they're playing are That's all people want to see. Jose Canseco got voted in the starting lineup by people, and he was hurt. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they vote for who they know. And right. what but I wonder see. if the fact that it is in Petco Park brings Matt Kemp more to someone's forefront of their mind than Giancarlo Stanton, who hits his home runs but otherwise has been struggling a little bit for a team that no one really cares about outside of maybe We, we can argue whether runs. or not Kemp is more deserving this year, and he very well may be. But if you're talking about what's going to happen in public perception and how the voting process works, there's just no chance. But there's, but there's going to be – the manager's going to be making that, those picks – Outside end. of the starting, the right? Who Outside get of the bandwidth. starting yeah. lineup, and I think they're going to be looking for flexibility, and I think that Myers gives them. I, I really think that if no, Myers, I think he's in for sure as a if reserve. He, if pick. he keeps hitting the way he's hitting, as somebody that can play more than one position and pinch hit, I think that he's got a really good shot. And the other part of this too is Terry Collins being way out there in, in New York. How much is he paying attention to the Padres? How much is he going to know about this club other than looking at box scores? He has, he has to assemble a lot of those guys coming off the bench. Is he going to look at a guy like Myers? It's you know relatively new on the scene, relatively unknown to him. Or is he going to go with a guy like he knows, like uh, you know, Yoenis Cespedes? Is he going to go with, well, with somebody like that who's on his team? Right, but there has to be one. So I'm not. So you guys uh, think you guys are both saying for sure no fan vote starting oh, no. lineup. They don't no. get a starting Padre. lineup guy. No. no. I think the only place maybe, and he probably isn't the most deserving, but at shortstop, there's no one there. If Alexei Ramirez, just because he's been around forever and you're looking at a ballot, you're like, oh, that guy, he has some good seasons. Let me vote him because shortstop, I mean, it's pretty much a bunch of Alexei Ramirez's across this, the, the league. Trevor Story isn't what he was those first two weeks. But, uh, again, he's maybe not the most deserving, but I think that may be one spot where just on name recognition – Maybe. He does have a lot of Chicago White Sox fans will still be looking, ah, yeah, we still love Alexi. You know, it's not his fault he didn't come back. The team didn't want him there. That, that he could get some, some sort of support there, but he's, you don't all of a sudden go into an all-star game at his age, switching leagues, going into San Diego. It just, right. It's very rare something like yeah. that happens. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of, lot of better players in positions that are going to be logjammed. But uh, finally, some tweets are coming in now. Uh, yeah. Padres no-hitter saying hello, first of all, but also, yeah, Will Myers, the only real candidate at this time. Uh, Ethan B 53 says Drew Pomeranz. Well, after that last start, not so much, right. but those first two, uh, maybe. Yeah, pitcher's a whole different story. I think Rodney for sure will make it if he can. Ryan Buchter. Buchter, yeah. He's been <laughs> awesome too, so who knows? Yeah, right. that could be him. Um, uncap real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Keep those tweets coming. 
We love them, guys. We're back with some more Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Padres Social Hour rolls on with Derek Togerson and Bill Center. I'm Mike Janella. It is a quiet day here at Petco Park. They got our Social Hour logo on the video board again for the second straight day. I guess How awesome is that? We're impressing some people, I guess, putting, uh, putting us out there. huh? Pretty nice. Uh, some tweets finally coming in. Thank you, guys, those of you who've been watching. And uh, we actually have a question that has come in. This from at Stephen James underscore H. He says, I suggest we slot Ramirez, Alexei, in the two-hole and Myers back to the cleanup spot. What do you guys think? Why not? That's interesting. Uh, I don't necessarily. You know, I, I think absolutely not because Myers has been on fire in the two-hole. Right. Why right. mess with that? And success? he likes hitting in the first inning, but at the same and, – and, yes, Will Myers likes getting a at bat in the first inning. But that is – Which he th- said. That's not us just speculating. Right, he has right. said, I like jumping right. in the first right. turner in the bat. Uh, but – Putting it right now, that's a very interesting until you get Spangenberg back as to what you do in the two hole. That's very interesting. Arrieta's not your, your kind of traditional two hole hitter, but he's making good contact. He's he hasn't been striking out a whole lot. He's a lot. I mean, he's hit the ball hard a lot right at people, so his average probably is not an, an accurate indicator of how well he has swung the bat, especially recently. Myers, I think, can hit anywhere in this lineup right now because I think he's figured out what was ailing him. He's not diving at the ball. He's not swinging through fastballs. He should be driving. He's he's really in a good spot. And remember, this is a guy who has a 30 home run season in the minor leagues. He has a 26 or 27 home run split between the minor leagues and his rookie of the year campaign in Tampa. The kid has got enough power to be a cleanup hitter. He's got the power to spare to be a cleanup hitter in this lineup. Why not roll the dice and give it a shot? Is there any possibility of moving Kemp to clean up and putting Will in the three hole? That's what I've been thinking. Why not try that? I, I don't like Myers so much as the cleanup hitter. I really don't. I like uh, Kemp a little bit better if you have to have somebody there. Because he has more experience with it? He's got a little more experience, and he doesn't quite uh, doesn't quite strike out as often as Will does. I mean, Will, uh, he hasn't struck out much in the last couple games, but he had that streak where he, had, he was striking out more than he ever has um, while putting the ball in play. I like, I like Myers three camp four when they get it all sorted out. I think the bottom line here, though, is the top four in the Padres lineup have been fairly consistent and fairly good. It's everything after that that you have to worry about. They're not getting any kind of production whatsoever from anything beyond it. Yeah, especially with the injuries. Uh, I mean, you're getting, even with his home run yesterday and the triple from uh, Jamal Weeks, but Adam Rosales, him, Wallace, and Marisa, they're a combined 231 average and 108 at-bats. 108 at-bats that mostly should be going to Solarte and Spangenberg, and that's just really put the lineup in a tough spot. Right now, I think Solarte's the guy that <clears throat> they really miss. Yeah, he's the big puzzle piece that, without him, has this left a gaping hole that has a domino effect on everything else. Uh, good question, Steve. Thanks for chiming in on that. We're going to come back here in just a minute, but first, the Padres, in partnership with National University, will honor all teachers during Teacher Appreciation Night on Friday, May 6th, when the Padres face the Mets at 7:40. A special theme game package includes a game ticket and limited edition Padres notebook and calendar. Perfect. For every teacher, get tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. We're going to come on back and wrap things up here from Petco Park on what is a turn out to be a very nice Thursday afternoon. More Padres Social Hour right after this. 
Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. We're back here wrapping things up on this off-day edition of Social Hour. Thanks for joining us. Uh, some more tweets coming in here. Uh, Ethan B 53 again says, let Myers hit wherever he wants if that convinces him to stay through this rebuild phase. Actually, that's a good question I wanted to ask you guys. We talked about it yesterday. Real quickly, we don't have too much time, but all-star talk today. In five years, maybe no starter for the Padres this year in the all-star game, but in the minors or anyone on the roster now, do you see someone that is a guarantee maybe starter for the Padres? I would say the two minor league uh, kids, Javi Guerra and uh, and Manuel Margot, I think both of them are legitimate future stars. Who, a shortstop and an outfielder? And center fielder. Center fielder. Who excites you, Derek? I, I still pipeline. go back to, I mean, those two guys are going to be really good players. I mean, you're talking about guarantees in the all-star game. There's, there's really no such thing. But sure. those guys have right. all-star type capability, and I think they'll have all-star type careers. Uh, Hunter Renfro is the other guy I keep looking at. The way he's swinging the bat, if he continues to try and work the middle of the field, not get too long, not try and hit the ball too hard, he's a guy who can put up eye-popping numbers. And one thing we don't get to see with him, and we talked about this a little bit before too, Bill, is his arm and right field. Yeah, if they ever do it had his skills like a throwing competition, he would blow everyone off. The Futures charts. game should be pretty good for Padres fans this season. Thank you guys. Thank you Cole Gallagher coming in and stepping in for Blooper. Blooper might have lost his job if he's not careful. We're back tomorrow at 5.30 with Bob Scanlon and Mike Grace. It's going to be Padres and Dodgers. Thanks for watching everyone. This is Padres Social Hour.